All right, another episode of the Daily Podcast with me, Eric B. And in my last podcast, I talked about can Brock Purdy take us to the promised land? And depending when you listen to this, they just played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and yes, Mr. Relevant proved himself right. Let's catch this more on the other side of the break. And let's get this started. You're listening to the Daily Podcast with Eric B. Welcome, everyone. It's the Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Eric B. Having fun watching this kid. Used to be known Mr. Irrelevant. Now Mr. Relevant, Mr. Brock Purdy. Just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to play some background music. I'm going to play the Rudy playlist. I know a lot of you guys will be like, why? Why the Rudy? The Rudy playlist. Because, you know, he kind of also wanted to prove himself. And Brock Purdy being the way he is right now, he is trying to prove himself. He's trying to show the world that, hey, just because I was the last draft drafted quarterback, doesn't mean I'm not good. He went 16 for 21, 185 yards, two touchdowns, no interception. There was an interception, but it was called back due to a holding penalty from the defense. And he ends up beating Tom Brady 35 to 7. He looked really good. He looked poised. He looked like he's ready to be the NFL quarterback. I mean, he has something to prove. There's a lot of things that he has to get done um, moving forward. But he did really well. I mean, he did really well. I mean, he threw two touchdowns. One to Christian McCaffrey. And the other one was to... Oh, and the other one was to Debo Samuel. And he rushed for one touchdown. So I forgot about that. Two yards, two carries, three yards. And that was like inside the five. So... This guy's proving himself. He's proving himself correct. He's proving himself right. Christian McCaffrey had, uh, let's see, his receiving yards today. Or well, the most receiving yards. Brandon Ayuk, two receptions, 57 yards. Debo, before he went down for his injured knee or ankle, he went four receptions, 43 yards. Christian McCaffrey, two receptions, 34 yards, one TD. Brandon Ayuk had the other TD. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where, whoa, sorry, Debo didn't get that other uh, receiving touchdown. I apologize. Debo had a rushing touchdown. Um, Brandon Ayuk and uh, Christian McCaffrey had the receiving touchdowns. Um, and he, I mean, look at, the, look at the people. He he targeted Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Ray Ray McLeod, Danny Gray, Kyle Yusha. Well, Danny Gray actually was with Josh Johnson. He didn't. He wasn't there for um, for Brock Purdy. Uh, Kyle Yushek and Juwan Third Down Jennings. This guy is definitely going to be. I want to say the future quarterback for the Niners. I don't know. That's a. That's a question we all have to ask. I mean, he proved himself today. I mean, Tampa Bay is not the old school Tampa Bay. 
Viavita. Viavita was there for the first quarter, um, or even like the first series, and then got hurt. Um, so it just makes you wonder: is is he the next up and coming? Is he going to move on? I mean, you know, Tom Brady was drafted sixth in the sixth round. And he was drafted in the seventh round, and he ends up. You know, he ends up making it. So it just makes you wonder what's going to happen moving forward. Is this guy going to be the guy that's going to take take us to the Super Bowl? Is he going to get us to the Super Bowl? Is he going to win the Super Bowl for us? Can he make it to the playoffs? And if he does make it to the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of better defense, better defense that's out there. There's going to be defense out there that's going to be gunning for him. There's going to be defensive teams that's going to scheme against him. But can he do it? I think he can. I, I think he can. These quarterbacks, like I said, look at the first round. I said this last time. Look at the first round draft pick quarterbacks that we have going on right now. They're not doing as well as we thought they would be doing, right? Trevor Lawrence is doing okay. Um, Justin Fields is doing okay. They just, they bench. Zach Wilson from the Jets. We haven't even seen Trey Lance yet. So we don't know what he's doing or what's going to happen with him. We haven't seen him play yet. Um, so yeah, but Brock Purdy. Drafted last. Makes an impact against a Tampa Bay team that's hunting for the playoffs. They're trying really hard to make the playoffs. They're, I think they're still the best in their division. But... Um, I'm not sure about that. I gotta check the check the stats here. Give me one second while I pull that up. But yeah, Brock Purdy proved to a lot of Niner fans today, a lot of Niner haters today, that he is more than capable of actually making it to the playoffs. We have everything we need. The Niners have everything they need when it comes to making it successful for Brock Purdy. They have everything they need. And if there was a situation where they needed to back up or Brock Purdy gets hurt, um, we're just going to have to see how that's going to be um, moving forward. But we'll see what happens again. We'll see what happens, you know, when it comes to playoff time. He can do it. I have, for some weird reason, I have faith in this guy. I do. Why? I don't know. There's just something about him, his composure, the way he is, the way he establishes himself. There's something about him as a quarterback, a young quarterback, a hungry quarterback. These are the quarterbacks that that we should be afraid of. The hungry quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks. Only because the way they are, they want, they need to prove themselves and they do a good job proving themselves. They do. So Tampa Bay, as of today, depending when you listen to this, December 11th, Tampa Bay is sixth and seven in their division. They're in the NFC South, they're on top of that division. Carolina's right behind them. Atlanta Falcons is right behind them. New Orleans Saints is not that far from behind them either at 4-9. and 
the Niners now have a two-game lead in the NFC West with a six-game win streak at nine and four. Seattle just lost seven and six. So we play Seattle on Thursday night football this week. And if the Niners can beat Seattle, that's pretty much they got the division. They have the division. So that's pretty much where we are looking as far as as far as standing wise. So if we look at the playoff picture right now, Eagles, Vikings, and Niners are the top three. Tampa and Dallas is right behind them. So that's where we're looking playoff-wise. Um, Redskins, Giants, Seattle, Detroit, they're all in the hunt. Now, again, Tampa Bay can lose. They're 6-7. and seven. People in the NFC East are going to be upset. Washington is 7-5. and five. Giants is 7-5. and five. Seattle, 7-6. and six. But in their division, Tampa Bay is number one. And I told you guys last week how Kyle Shanahan likes to call plays according to which division he's playing. Like he'll be aggressive on the NFC West team, but not be aggressive when it comes to his, you know, other outside of the NFC West. That's just how he is. For some reason, he's like that. I don't know why he's like that, but just that's just how he is. Today, he mentioned, I'm going to score as much as I can because the way Tom Brady can come back, the way he can just come out of nowhere. I'm surprised he actually put a, they put 35 points up in the, on the board. Most of, Half of that was defense. Also, the defense played tremendous today. I mean, the defense, just their, the, the way the defense were, they gave up seven points. And that was, you know, like, it was already like 28-7, I believe, when they gave up seven points. But let's pull up the defense numbers right here. You can look at that. Um, he didn't get sacked. Tom Brady did not get sacked, which I was wondering why he didn't get sacked. Or, you know, they, they didn't sack him for some reason. Um, yeah, it's not showing me the defensive stats. Not showing me the tackles. Oh, because I'm looking at the Buccaneers. Ooh, that's bad. Well, I was like, hey, there's no, there's no, there's no stats. Hey, even here, they're not showing me any stats for the defense. All right. I guess the NFL website is not updated, not showing me any stats on how the defensive players did. But the defense did good. They held up, they held them up. They only... Again, gave up seven points. Didn't really do anything for Tampa Bay. That seven points they gave up, it was kind of like, go ahead, go ahead, score. Do what you got to do and score. But Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's the guy. He's the guy right now that's just proving everybody, showing that, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there and I'm going to show everybody what I can and cannot do. And he's one game in, or one game in, it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like it's the end of the um, the beginning of the world or or the the future is here. It's not like that. We do play um, again. We play Seattle Thursday night, depending on when you listen to this. We got Seattle Thursday night. 
Should be an easy game for the 49ers. We beat them once before. So it should be an easy game. Will it be an easy game? Should be. Again, I'm saying should be an easy game. But depending on which Seattle team shows up, depending on which 49er team shows up, it's usually how that works. Usually. If we get a good team, the team that we had today. Now, also, Debo was injured, so we're not sure what the injury was for Debo. I'll try to get that for you guys before we're done today. But I'm just trying to show you or trying to see what's next moving forward for the 49ers. Who are they going to be playing next? What are, what's going to, how is this going to look for them? Is Brock Purdy going to be successful in this system? I have a feeling we are going to win the NFC West, which is, you know, Shanahan's done already. So there's a possibility. So we play Seattle, the Redskins. God, I said it again. I said this last podcast, the Redskins, the Commandos. Yeah, I know it's the Commanders, but I'll call them the Commandos. Um, the Raiders and then the Cardinals. So defense-wise, Brock Purdy looks pretty. He's going to be pretty good. Defense-wise, that's going to be pretty successful for him, defense-wise. Washington's trying to make that hunt, though. Washington's trying to make that push. Vegas, pretty much out of it. They're not They're not anywhere near trying to make that playoff push. They're probably going to try to get a draft pick. Cardinals, they're the same as the Raiders. They're probably not going to try to make that push. They're pretty much out of it when it comes to division or trying to get the playoffs. Again, the top four teams right now, you got Philly, Minnesota, Niners and Tampa Bay at six and seven wild card in the hunt, which with a, with a nice 10 and three record, you have the Cowboys, the commandos and the giants, the little giants, but Seattle's right behind the little giants. So the giants, New York giants is seven and five Seattle, seven and six, actually, sorry, the giants are seven, five and one. They tied the commandos. I don't, I don't I don't know how you guys tie the commandos. Um or did they tie Houston? I don't even remember who they Joe from the Ordinary Joe's podcast, where are you? Uh you gotta tell me who they tied. But I think they tied the um the commandos. Um and Seattle again, seven and six, Detroit six and seven. So anybody below the wildcard team, Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay. Carolina, if they get a nice last minute surge and make a push and the Giants, the Commandos starts falling off, there's a possibility they could, it's a possibility they can push it up, pull it off. Now, Tampa Bay, again, they're six and seven. Carolina's five and eight. If Carolina starts making that push and Tampa Bay starts losing, Carolina Atlanta are both five and eight. The Saints are four and nine. So if any of these three teams with the last four games of the season starts making a push and Tampa Bay plays the way they played today, Tom Brady, Mr. Mr. Goat needs to retire at the end of the season. It was hard for me to watch just because I knew the Niner defense was going to go after him. And when you watch some of the Niner plays, if you guys go watch the highlights, watch the highlights of the game today. And watched a lot of watch the times where the defensive players was trying really hard not to hurt this guy. 
And that's not what football is about. I mean, football is about winning. Yeah, there's a lot of respect for the guy. And when I was watching it, I'm like, these guys are holding back. There was a call that the referees missed, which I was like, why did the referees miss this call? Only because for some reason he was sacked. He was in the ground and he threw the ball away. Nobody there. And they didn't call intentional rounding because the referees knew he's an old guy in his 40s. Just, you know, let him, let him probably thought he saw somebody there. He threw it at the night towards the Niner sideline. So it wasn't even the right colored jersey. Not even a referee was in that area. So, yeah. So that's pretty much it. So if the 49ers, again, moving forward, we beat Seattle. We beat the Commandos. We're at Seattle. Commandos is here. We're in Vegas. Cardinals is here. Play Thursday. This Thursday coming up. Then sat the following Saturday. Following Sunday. And then the following Sunday after that. So we got two more games in 2022. Then two games in 22 regular season games in 2023. The year 2023. So right now it's looking good for the Niners. Can Brock Purdy do it? Can Brock Purdy make his way? Can he? I think he can. I think Brock Purdy is that quarterback that you don't know about, you don't hear about. And the only reason why we know about him is because he was picked last. You always remember the first pick. And then you don't remember anything after 10, unless it's your pick, unless it's your team that was picked. You always remember the first pick, the middles, you kind of forget. And then you remember the last pick of the NFL draft. Always. Always. It's usually how I don't remember any of the last NFL draft picks. I don't because after after the Niners pick, I don't pay attention anymore. It's just how it is. I mean, we're all like that with our own teams. You got to be a football analyst. You have to be a football god, a guru, someone who sits there and you have to, you know, a reporter, someone who has to do all that for football. I'm going to skip this track right here because it's the Notre Dame Fighting Irish song. It's, yeah. But yeah, so that's the only way people know who was drafted. And, you know, I watched this TikTok on like who was drafted in 2019 in the fourth, fifth round. You know, you, they know. They know. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't. But Brock Purdy is going to be. They're going to remember this guy. They're going to remember this guy because of his draft class, where he was drafted, when he was drafted. Seventh round, 41st pick. He was drafted last. So for him to come in, start a 
against one of the greatest quarterbacks ever playing, still playing, and then win. Scores two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and to be able to beat Tom Brady, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo was ever able to beat Tom Brady. We don't know what Trey Lance can do. So the question I have again, and I asked this question in the last podcast that I said, can Brock Purdy take the Niners to the promised land? My question to everyone here, if Brock Purdy takes us far and has a game like he had today, I mean, the game that he had today was a game that, you know, it was a, it was a safe game. 16 for 21, 185 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, a lot of people will be like, wow, that's an incredible game. No, because the good quarterbacks, the Mahomes, they throw for 300 and something yards. They do. They always do. They always do. Um, so it makes you wonder, Does is he ready? Is he ready to play in the big leagues? Is he ready to play in that league where we need him to step up? So I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes' game today that he played against the Broncos. 42 attempts, 28 completes. 352 yards. Joe Burrow um, against the Bengals, 223 yards. Against the Rams, 320 yards. So when you say 182 yards is not that bad, it's safe. It's safe. It's not, it's not the best. It's safe. Let's look at Joe Burrow. Let's look at what Joe Burrow does on a weekend, week out. Joe Burrow against the Browns today, 239 yards. Against the Chiefs, 286 yards. The only time he had 100 yards passing was against the Cowboys in week two, and that was 199 yards. So again, Kyle Kyle Shanahan called a safe game for Brock Purdy. He did what he had to do for Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy was able to, to win the game for them with the help of the 49ers defense. Again, if it wasn't for the defense, the defense sacking Tom Brady and pressuring him, there was no way the Niners would have, I mean, they would have won. It just would have been a little strong, a little harder for them to win. Again, the Niners defense stepped up. They stepped up. Chris Godwin, they held him to 54 yards Mike Evans, they held him to 44 yards. The only person that got the touchdown was Russell Cage. Um, two receptions, 12 yards. So they they did what they had to do. Let's see what was uh, Tom Brady threw 34 for 55, 253 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. That second interception that Greenlaw tapped it up in the air, tapped it to himself and grabbed it was a defensive coordinator's 
it was like, wow. As a DC, me playing DC, when I saw how he did that and the way he just tapped it up in the air for himself, I was like, yes, it's exactly what you're supposed to do. If there's nobody around you, tap it up. But you got to catch it. You have to catch it. And he did. But see, even this Tom Brady with in loss, 253 yards. Brock Purdy, 185 yards. Now, this could have been the play calling. This could have been, again, Kyle Shanahan saying, hey, we're going to play this safe. We're going to make sure that we just get the win. You don't get injured. And we're going to play this safe. I like to see him throw the ball more. He does have a good pocket presence. The way he was just running, trying to scramble, he did have a lot of that. So that was good for me, watching this guy, brand new quarterback. That's pretty good, right? But then, again, at the end of the day, can he be the guy that's going to take us to the playoffs and beat a team like the Dallas Cowboys? We I watched the Dallas Cowboys play today. Dad Prescott, the way he played in the last couple minutes, just to bring the Cowboys back. The Daily Podcast with Eric B. Can he do that? Is there a way Brock Purdy has, does he have that in him? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But are the Niners, are, is Kyle Shanahan going to call those plays for them? Is he going to make sure that he gets the right plays for Brock Purdy? To make the right decisions. And if we do make it. In the playoffs. Can he handle the teams. That he's going to have to go against. Can he handle. The Cowboys. The Commanders. The Giants. We already show. He already showed that he can handle Tampa Bay. Is there a possibility we play Tampa Bay again in the playoffs? There's a possibility. But he has to face defenses like the Vikings, the Eagles. I'm still not convinced with the Eagles. A lot of people are like, oh, Eagles are legit. They haven't really played a good team this year. They haven't played a good team this season. I'm going to go pull up their schedule right now. Skipping the preseason, they played Detroit, Vikings, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, and Cowboys was the best team that they played. And they won against the, these guys. They went, they started off pretty much undefeated in the beginning of the season. But those teams that I mentioned, Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, and the Cowboys don't really have that stand-up defense. Washington's defense has gotten better. I'm sorry. The Cowboys' defense has gotten better. So that's okay. Their defense has gotten better. Pittsburgh, they, they beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is on a rebuilding team right now or rebuilding process. So they're not really there. Houston Texans, yeah, they're just, you know, okay. They're not there. And then they played Washington again, and then they lost. Surprisingly, they lost. They beat the Colts because Colts, again, 
Not even sure where that what's going on there. They beat Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers because Green Bay's defense is not where Green Bay defenses should be. They beat Tennessee, which I don't know how, 35 to 10. And then they beat the Giants today, 48 to 22. So they haven't played a team yet. They're going to play the Cowboys again in two weeks. They play Chicago next. They play the Saints and the Giants at the end of this, you know, last couple of games. But they haven't played a team that has a good defense. The NFL gave them a good, good schedule this year. So when we have to face them, let's just say we face them in the NFC Championship. Our defense can beat the Eagles' offense. But can Brock Purdy beat the Eagles' defense? Can Kyle Shanahan call the right play calling and can we go around their defense and just win like we're supposed to? This is my favorite song and Rudy, so I'm going to play this up just a little bit. If the season ended right now, December 11th, 2022, the standings are the way they are. The Vikings will be playing the Giants. The Niners will be playing the Commandos. And the Bucks will be playing the Cowboys. And the Eagles get a first round bye. It looks like no matter what, the playoffs has to go through Philadelphia. They have a 12-1 record. So the playoffs has to go through Philadelphia. That's what it looks like right now. So if the Niners make it to the NFC Championship, make it all the way there. They better pray and hope that the Vikings, the Eagles, are not the team they're going to play against because they have to travel to the East. They can play in Dallas. Dallas is a dome, so it's not that cold in Dallas. Washington is in the East. So those are the teams that if we play in the playoffs with our 9-4 and four record, we have to make sure whoever plays them can beat them, keeps us away from traveling. I mean, looking at the playoff standings right now, an exception to Dallas and Seattle, if Seattle, Seattle's in the hunt, that's why I said that, we have to travel to the East no matter what. If Detroit makes it, we're traveling to Detroit. If Green Bay makes it, we're traveling to Green Bay. Remember, we played Green Bay last year. The ice bowl or whatever bowl they called it where it was snowing, the, gra the, the grass was frozen solid from what a lot of players were saying. So no matter what, it looks like we're traveling to the east. I mean, if you travel to Tampa Bay, Florida, if there's not a hurricane during that season or that game, it's going to be nice weather. Not going to be freezing, but it's not going to be warm. So if anything, traveling to Dallas will probably be our best bet because I know Philly plays outdoors. I know the Vikings, I think they play outdoors. So if that happens, we are going to be playing in the cold. Can they do it? Yeah, they can. 
They can do it. Can Brock Purdy do it? Yeah, Brock Purdy can do it. Brock Purdy can take us to the playoffs as long as Kyle Shanahan calls the right plays and the right play calling and the right everything like that. There's a possibility. There's a possibility that the 49ers can make the playoffs with their defense playing the way their defense is playing. There's a good possibility that the 49ers can win the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. There's a possibility. Is Brock Purdy the guy? Is Brock Purdy the guy that we can rely on, that we can say, yes, Brock Purdy is the guy that we can trust. Brock Purdy is the guy that we can rely on, rely on, and he can win the Super Bowl and win the playoffs for us. Is he the guy? Right now he looks like he's the guy. They got to let him loose. They got to let him loose. They got to let him throw the ball more. They got to let him be more the quarterback that I we all know he can be. They have to. It's the only way we can find out. Again, today was a safe game. The game that today, depend depending again when you listen to this, I keep saying today. The game that he played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they played a safe game for him. They call a safe game for him. Luckily for us, we have Christian McCaffrey. Kyle Shanahan did it again. He ran, called a run play for a player, and that player got injured. Did the same thing with Trey Lance. Did the same. Well, no. Garoppolo just got hurt. Um, but I talked about this last week. Strength and conditioning. They're saying that Debo has a high ankle sprain MRI on Monday the 12th. So we'll find out what happens then. We'll happen. see if Debo is going to be day-to-day. See if Debo is going to be out till the playoffs. We'll see what happens. We don't need Debo in the next couple games. We don't. We're not going to need Debo moving forward unless... We're trying to fight for that playoffs. We're not going to need him this Thursday against Seattle. Not if we have the, the group that we have right now. We're not going to need him from Washington. Maybe for Vegas. And then maybe for Arizona. But if he needs to rest this Thursday, I don't think he'll be ready by this Thursday. They said it's a, again, they said it's a high ankle sprain. So hope, hopefully there's no breaks, no tears. No ligaments, nothing like that. If there is, then oh damn. Oh damn. So, we'll see what happens moving forward. We'll see if Brock Purdy, Purdy Boy Brock. Oh, that's what we should give him the name, Purdy Boy Brock. Purdy Boy Brock. They gave the name Jimmy the... Garoppolo, the word in, in Tagalog and in Spanish also guapo means cute. So they gave Jimmy the name Jimmy Guapolo because he's cute. Now we can give Brock Purdy pretty boy Brock. 
Hmm, pretty boy Brock. I like that. Gonna have to copyright that name. Pretty boy Brock. Hey, pretty boy Brock. Pretty boy Brock Purdy. I see you be throwing some touchdowns over there, pretty boy Brock. Can't you hear a country man saying that right now? Hey, pretty boy Brock from Iowa. I saw you throw some touchdowns. It was a touching episode in the game. Is a scene where Brock Purdy just threw the touchdown to Christian McCaffrey. Of course, his family, Brock Purdy's family is out in the stands, right? The dad, the mom, the sister, probably the brother. I think that was the brother. And then after he threw that touchdown to Christian McCaffrey, they pan up to his family and his dad's in tears. His dad's just tearing, not crying, but just that proud look. As a father, I totally understood what he was going through. When I watched my son play football, when I watched my son carry that ball and take a hit and get back up, the first touchdown he scored this season, when he ran against Galileo and just instead of instead of going out of bounds, he took the hit, lowered his shoulder, took the hit, bounced back up. Yeah, it makes you proud. He had his first touchdown against Philip Burton, makes you proud. So I totally understood where Brock Purdy's dad was going through. I understood the tears that he had. Understood all that. Felt good. A very, very understanding emotion that he was going through. You know, the son that he thought was going to play backup. I remember he was the third string backup. He had to wait till Trey Lance got hurt. Then he had to wait till Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. And fortunate for him, Unfortunate for the team, but fortunate for him, they did get hurt. They got injured. What's going through Trey Lance's head right now? Trey Lance is watching watching from the sidelines and he's seeing Brock Purdy just slinging the ball everywhere. The guy's doing what they need to do. What's going through this guy's head right now? Like, oh, damn. Am I going to be the starter next year? That's kind of what happened when the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey. Right? Elijah Mitchell was the number one running back. He was their RB1. Number one running back. Got injured. When he got injured, they brought, brought in Wilson Jr. Wilson ran his ass off. Wilson did what he had to do. Jordan Mason was on the squad as well. Ty Davis Price was on the squad as well. They brought back Tevin Coleman just as a precautionary. And then they traded for Christian McCaffrey. When they traded for Christian McCaffrey, injured Mitchell went from RB1 to RB2. How? I mean, that's that's what that's what this game's about. That's what this game's about. You get injured, you get replaced. It sucks. But it's business. We're here to win. 
Everybody's here to win. Everyone's here to win. Everyone's here to make moves. Everyone's here to make sure that the team does what the team needs to do. And when Elijah Mitchell got hurt and Jeff Wilson Jr. took over and Jeff Wilson said, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to do all this. And the Niners, John Lynch had something up his sleeve and said, Carolina, you traded your quarterback. Give us your running back. They did. They gave us Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey went from number one RB1 in Carolina to RB1 for the 49ers. Trey Lance went from RB1 to the beginning of the season, first two games. Jimmy G was RB2. And he was kind of like on his way out till the Niners decided we'll give him a shot. We'll draft, we'll give him a We'll give him an extension. Remember, we had Nate Sutfeld. Nate Sutfeld was supposed to be the backup, the third string quarterback. He was there during training camp. He played a couple games during the preseason. But they saw something in Brock Purdy. They saw something in this Purdy boy. And they said, this is the guy this is the guy that's going to be our third string quarterback. And then just found out today that the 49ers were saying he's, he's under scout team. He's their scout team quarterback. And when he's on that scout team, he plays like what a real quarterback supposed to be playing. Now, if you guys don't know what a scout team is, you have your number one offense going against a scout team defense, which is like the second string, third string defense. And then you have your scout team offense going against your first team defense. And it's just a way to get that first team defense ready for the game. You know, not just like hitting the bags or or hitting each other. They have a scout team. So when Brock Purdy's in there as a scout team quarterback, he does what he needs to do to make sure that this defense is ready. So Kurt, not Kurt Warner, I was going to say Kurt Warner. <laughs> Kurt Warner is a quarterback for the old, what was he for? St. Louis Rams. I said Kurt Warner. Um, Fred Warner. That's the name. Fred Warner said when Brock is on there with the scout team offense, he plays like he's part of the first team offense. He yells at the wide receivers. He tells everyone to get set, get set, get set. And he does it the way a first-string quarterback is supposed to do. They, Fred Warner said he reminds me of, of um, Peyton Manning when he's on the field during practice. So that's pretty much telling you the work ethic he has, the kind of person he is, the kind of person he needs to be, the kind of person he wants to be moving forward. So that's good. On his part, that's good. He has that work ethic. He has that mentality. He's a four-year college quarterback. Remember, he threw for four years. He started for four years. So he knows what he's supposed to be doing in this quarterback position. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. 
He's a big Dan Marino fan. He wears number 13. Grew up rooting for the Dolphins. That's why he wears 13. They're like, Brock, why do you wear 13? Oh, I'm a big Dan Marino fan. He's like one of those guys that you wouldn't think growing up in Arizona, he was a, you know, Dan Marino fan. But he is. He's a big, big Dan Marino fan. He's one of those guys that, again, he played all four years in Iowa. Trying to look at his stats right here. 2018, he threw for 2,250 yards. 2019, 3,982 yards. 2020, I think that was a short year because of COVID, 2,750 yards. 2021, 3,188 yards. He has, in every season, he has less than 10 interceptions. 2018, 16 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. 2019, 27 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. 2020, 19 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. 2021, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. This guy has like a lot of good stats. Four-year starter. Four-year starter. This guy is going to definitely be what we're looking for in that quarterback role. Remember, every quarterback that comes through the 49er system, everyone's like, he's not, he's not Joe Montana. He's not Steve Young. Every 49er fan has been looking for that quarterback, been looking for that next to come. We thought we had it with Jimmy G. He's pretty much out the door. They spend a lot of draft capital to get Trey Lance. He hasn't really proven anything yet. So is Mr. Irrelevant, the one who was drafted 262 overall in the seventh round. 6'1", 220 pounds. Will he be the one? Will he be the one that we're looking for? Will he be the one that the 49ers needs moving forward? I hope so. Big fan of his. Not big fan of his number, 13. Kind of reminds me of, you guys are true Niner fans. Tim Rattay wore number 13. Um, that's all I see when, I, when, I, when I'm out there. There's a couple play. There's a player out there for the 49ers. Um, he wears number 7. And I, all I see, I'm not kidding, all I see is Kaepernick when he wears number seven. I, I was like, oh, Kaepernick's on the field. I'm like, oh, no, that's not Kaepernick. That's not Kaepernick on the field. So, yeah, the number 13 kind of throws me off. It's like, all right, you want to wear 13? That's fine. Wear number 13. Charverius Ward wears number seven. So when he wears number seven, I'm like, oh. And then Tavarius Moore wears number 33. So whenever I see that, I think of Ronnie. I mean, I think of Roger Craig. Samuel Womack III wears number 26. Again, these are old school Niner guys. 
So I think of Wendell Tyler. It's just one of those things where if you see a number, a number that's sitting there and you grew up old school Niners, you think of old school Niner players. It's just how it is. Spencer Buford wears number 74, and I think of Fred Dean. You know, Jordan Matthews, who's injured, wears number 88, and I think of, um, was it Freddie Solomon who wore 88? Freddie Solomon. So there's just all these numbers that you see, and, you know, I'm glad, like, people like um, Joe Montana, Steve Young, I'm glad those numbers are retired because no one else should wear those numbers. But Brock Purdy wearing number 13, I think of Tim Rattay. And I have a Tim Rattay jersey. Shows you how much I know, right? I thought Tim Rattay was going to be the man. It's going to be the next Joe Montana. Tim Rattay was garbage. <laughs> but can Brock Purdy be the guy? Is he the guy? Is he the guy that we're looking for? Is he the guy that the Niners need moving forward? Is he the guy that the Niners are banking on in the future? Is he the guy? Is he the guy that the 49ers are going to say, this is the man that's going to take us to the promised land. This is the man that's going to make sure we win the Super Bowl. This is the man. And if he does win the Super Bowl or even makes it to the playoffs, that decision-making you have to make next season, most likely Jimmy G's out the door. Most likely. You spend all this draft capital to get Trey Lance. If Brock Purdy can get to the next four games playing the way he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, does he come back being your starter next year? Or do you hand that to Trey Lance? That's going to be a big decision. Shanahan and John Lynch has to make next season. I'm just assuming Jimmy G's not coming back. So I'm not even going to say he's going to be coming back next year. That's going to be a tough decision. I'm glad I'm not making that decision. But again, this is my, my decision. I mean, this is my, my thoughts, what I think is going to move on moving forward. If I had a thought, keep Brock Purdy in there. Keep the hot end. If he's, guy, if he's the guy that's going to win playoffs, gets you to that next level, keep the hot end. You have Trey Lance in your back pocket. You can trade him. Use that draft. Get get some draft picks for him. It's going to be some teams that's going to need a quarterback. Maybe they can use him in the system. But as for now, keep the pretty boy in. See how that goes. All right, guys, I want to thank you guys again for listening. Thank you for jumping on with me, Eric B., the Daily Podcast. I want to thank you guys for jumping on. Thank you guys for always sharing my podcast with your friends and family. Again, don't forget to leave me comments. You can follow me on my social media account. I do leave all that in the description below. Follow me on all podcast platforms. Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple, all that and more. You guys can follow me there. Again, support me by either donating to my Patreon account. Again, I leave all that links down below. And my affiliate website, the Daily Vlogs Podcast on myspreadshop.com. I promise I will be putting new stuff up there. I promise. As for now, nothing's new. But I promise I will. There is a couple cool stuff on there that you guys can get. There's the catch, 
the, the White Clark catch number 87. That's still on there. Um, for the Giants fans, there's a Tell a Goodbye shirt. That's still on there. So there's still a lot of things on here that you guys can just jump on and buy. And again, that's the Daily Vlogs Podcast com. All donations goes and helps me keep moving with this podcast and also the Daily Vlogs, Eric B's Daily Vlogs. So if you guys feel like donating, go ahead and donate there. But until next time, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for always being supportive. The podcast has ended, guys. Go in peace. This song right here always gets me hype. I don't care what anyone says. Again, this is Rudy's original motion picture soundtrack. And this is track number 14 and it's called Tryouts. Tryouts. This song, I'm telling you, this song gets me hype. See? And then the part, the part, if you guys watch the movie, man, any of you guys who watch Rudy, you guys know what I'm talking about. This part right here, when it starts, when he starts going, when he starts going crazy. I'm going to go to that part because that's my favorite part. Here it comes. Thanks for listening to The Daily Podcast with Eric B.